It's always cloudy in Cleveland. Brought to you in part by Rusco Sports Twitter. We have all the hit news about Cleveland sports. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this week's edition of It's Always Cloudy in Cleveland. Uh... All right, so we got the Muni Lot special episode. Always Cloudy in Cle. We hosted it. Threw it down in the Muni lot. Shit got a little weird. Um, quick introduction. This week's roundtable. We got Maddie Ice getting at you live. Brr. E Breezy Baby. Hey. Cobra Kai, what aka up? Ski Boy Wonder. What up? What up? And we got our boy returning, proud producer. Return of the Mr. Drinking Ed, aka Booger McDiesel Nut. What's up? All right, gentlemen. We always like to do one big banger of a tailgate per year. This past weekend, we figured, hey, the Falcons, let's fucking do it. Why not the Falcons? Why not? I mean, we probably are going to lose by 28 points, and then we end up winning the game, which was awesome. But all right, so we rally the troops. We go to the Muni. Who wants to tell? What, what time did you get there? Let's start there. Okay, so to be fair, I set my alarm for 645. Uh, actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit. So the night before, I go to the wineries in Geneva, take a little bus tour, go to downtown Willoughby after, because that's where everything kind of started, and then Breezy's little brother, Simply Red, Simply, I just gave him a call. I was just kind of hammered at the bars at like 10. I'm like, I don't know why I just thought of calling Breezy's brother, but I just called him out of the blue. I'm like, hey, yo, Red, what are you doing? I'm taking a piss at the urinal. He goes, playing uh, COD. I'm like, nice, you're trying to pick me up? He's like, where you at? I said, downtown Willoughby, which is about 20 minutes from where he's at. I'm like, you're trying to pick me up and go dive bar? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a little bit. So Simply Red therefore picks me up at uh, downtown Willoughby. We go to my cousin's house because we dropped her off at her place. Fair. And she was going to come out with us, but she ended up staying in. We leave her house, and they were hosting a party beforehand to go to the wineries, and there was just this platter <laughs> with these little pretzel bites with cheese, I'm like, Red, I need to grab this. And I just snagged it, dude. <laughs> and we took it out because we were going to save it for the tailgate in the morning. Anyhow, you said, what time did I get there? So I set my alarm for 6.45. I was so drunk. From no, the- let me chime in real quick first, Junior. Okay. We initially made plans earlier in the week to get to our cousin McFirma's house. Shout out to McFirma. One shout for the one shout. At 7.15, so we could all roll over to Mini Lot together, get a nice little spot, two cars next to each other, you know. Anyways, I'm, I'm running a little late. I'm actually dog-sitting, per usual. What else is new? Per usual. Is it just actually, actually, wait, wait, is it just your family that just dog-sits all the time? I don't understand it. Yeah. So anyways, I'm dog-sitting Junior's sister's dog, because she was also at the winery. It was a whole cousin. Shout-out to Junior's sister. Shout-out to the other side of the Junior family. And so I'm dog sitting, and then I could not get this fucker to come back inside. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, geez, we made plans to get it at 7.15. I'm going to be so late. They're going to be pissed. Finally get the dog to come in the house, and I leave. And I call Junior to see where he's at. It's about 7.20 at this point. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so late. Junior doesn't answer. I'm like, shit, I know he's with Red. So I'm going to call Red next. Red doesn't answer. I'm blowing up these guys' phones. I'm FaceTiming them, calling them. They're not answering. And I'm like, fuck, dude, McFirm is going to be so pissed. I'm in my bed, dude, and all of a sudden, Red, swear, this is the 
God honest truth. Red wakes me up, dude. He's hung over. He's just like shaking me like freaking out. I'm like, fuck, dude. I look at my clock. I'm like, I slept in past my alarm, like freaking out. McFirma just texted me like, where you at? And I was just like, uh, running a little late, be there in a second. And you know, I just kind of like lay back in my bed, like fuck. Red just fucking lays right next to me, dude. No. He was on the couch, obviously. And he just comes in my bed, dude. Just starts laying down. And then he's like, Dude, I almost fell asleep like when we were on our way to McFirma's. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> what were you doing? Anyhow, so we're running a little late. Go to McFirma's. Go to the convenience store on the corner. Get some cups. Get some ice. Get some beer. Make way to the Muni. Get there around 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, yeah. Sounds about right to me. And at this point, I'm already a half hour behind, so I want to get going. And my first drink I pour is an aggressive vodka Red Bull. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Your boy Breezy was drinking vodka Red Bulls at 8 a.m. at Muni Lot. And then all of a sudden, at about 9 a.m., who do you see strolling down to the Muni lot by himself? I don't know. Was it you by any chance? It happened, it happened to be me. So <laughs> so let me tell you about my story here. So <clears throat> I'm meeting some fr- hometown friends, and I'm like, I got to roll up on myself. So I stop at the beverage store across the street from me, essentially, and it's not open. I'm like, how is this store not open? So I go to this gas station. It's called One Lakewood gas station so right off the bat i knew i was destined for failure i get into the store i look over and i go oh it's a 12 pack of bud light i'll just grab it grab it i'm looking around i was hoping maybe i could find like a bagel a donut something like that what do i see strawberry pop tarts pop tarts so i grab pop tarts i grab this 12 pack i get it go home you know get in the uber i'm sitting there i see breezy from about a mile down because he's the biggest guy in the entire parking lot and I put my beer down and I go to open it. And then I'm just like, I'm not really looking at the beer. And I'm like using my fingernails to try to get it open. And I'm like, why does this feel so weird? And I look down, the can is literally half the size of my hand. And so I'm like, this doesn't look right. And I grab a Bud Light next to me and I put them next <laughs> to each other only to realize that I have eight ounce Bud Lights. So eight sure, ounce ice. sure enough, I'm trying to make sure nobody sees this. So I grab a cup really quick. Breezy looks at me and goes, is that an eight ounce Bud Light? And I go, uh, yeah, yeah, it's an eight ounce Bud Light. And then he looks in, in the Bud Light case, there's Pop-Tarts. So instantly, I'm the joke of the entire place, just right off the rip. I walk in by myself, I have eight ounce, I have Pop-Tarts. <laughs> so instantly, just have to chug about five, eight ounce beers, which is about three actual beers to it's get liquid courage. Yeah, bro. to get a little liquid courage going. And, uh, and that was the start of mine. So it only got better from there. Let me tell you a little story. Ski boy wakes up eight o'clock. Big bro Danimal is coming downtown for his first ever tailgate. Shout out to Danimal. Quick shouty. The guy's like 35. He's never been tailgating. He maybe comes down to maybe one Browns game every two years. Yeah. Can you believe that? I would have swore we tailgated with him like two years ago. I don't know. No, this is his first one. That's why he was so juiced. Okay. He shows up to my apartment 9:15. He's got a, a case of beer and this bag of chips and a four loco. I'm like, you're 30, whatever, 31, and you're drinking a four loco. He made me take a swig of that. No, Wait, just it gets again. better. Wait, He's, can we just look at the difference between men right here? He shows up with a four loco and chips. I show up with eight ounce Bud Lights and Pop-Tarts. God. Well, I pick him up. We go on my elevator. He's got this Baja Blast cup from Taco Bell from the night before <laughs> with this red drink in it. I'm thinking maybe it's like Sprite or something. He had to wake up. He says, take a sip of this. He already was drinking a Four loco on the way down. 
The dude drank two four locos. <laughs> He, he, he drank the first one in the first ten minutes we were there at the at the <laughs> Muni lot, and uh, there's no bigger no bigger party than when Danimal and Ski Boy show up, and Breezy went nuts. Which was about ten thirty. No, we got there like ten. Since we're talking about weird things that we're bringing to the tailgate, Breezy actually dropped me off to the pre winery party. Going back to Saturday night, what did I buy at the gas station outside of two for four windshield wiper fluid? What was my drink and snack of choice? So Junior was going to this winery, and they had a party bus, and he clearly didn't want to show up empty-handed. So your boy Junior... Empty-handed, empty stomach. Your boy Junior rolls in and gets the two essentials he needs. A, a twisted tea, and B, goldfish. Hashtag facts only. You could have just went in my fridge if you really wanted a twisted tea. That's true. (laughs) Shout out to Diesel Nut. Or or those eight-ounce twisted teas. All right, man. All right, but anyway, the tailgate gets popping, right? Started really, small, started small, small song. and we brought the crowd <laughs> in. Turtles. We brought the crowd in. McFirma's cooking up the sausage and peppers <laughs> at fucking 10 a.m. I was cooking it up, Some dude. sausage and peppers. We're getting rowdy. No, the flip switch when McFirma busted out the stogies. That's when you know yeah, the tailgate was running, dude. When McFirma had the victory stogies already, dude, you knew the Browns were going to come away with the W. But didn't Junior, as soon as soon as Junior saw all the people come, he gets in the bed of the truck and he starts the here we go brownies, here we go. And someone tosses him a beer. And then out of nowhere, someone else tosses him another beer. And what does he do? Stone cold stunners him. Smashes them together, goes all over him. People are loving it. And this dude can't turn down attention. <laughs> right after that, we get the one more time. One more time, <laughs> chant, And it's like 30 degrees outside. He's pouring freezing cold beer over him, and he does it one more time. It was fucking incredible. People were going bananas. Yeah, I mean, when I was up there, I was just like doing a here we go brownies chant, and then the, to your point, the beers were coming, and then I'm like, I was pretty drunk. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was feeling good, and I just saw the cameras, dude. Like, everyone's like, dude, do it, do it. I'm like, banging the beers together, dude. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. And it was like people would clap. I smashed the beers. And then I just one chug. I don't even know if you were chugging them. They just going all over (laughs) you. They're going all over me. It was so wet. Like a bad porno. And I was just like, whatever. And then by the time it was for this like the encore, I was just like, screw it, I'm already wet. Like, might as well give the people what they want. That's what she said. Like, I feel like the Browns fired Hugh, you know. Freddie Kitchens goes in the OC role. Like, everybody's contributing. What can I do to take this party, this team to the next level? And I felt like that was, like, like my call for greatness. Wow, that makes sense, yeah. So one more quick story. So we're at the tailgate. You know, the masses are accumulating. We got some, obviously, the friends are there. So we got, like, our foundation of our friends. And then they got their friends. So couple of the lady friends, you know, they brought their dudes over, right? And, you know, that's fine. Like, whatever. Hey, the more the merrier. Yeah, the more the merrier. And Cleveland Browns yeah, Sunday. It's all brownies thing. We're all in it for the cause. But this one dude, like, I, I met him, and, like, he just seemed a little bit dorkier. Like, I, I'm not going to judge. I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, go Browns. Like, he was wearing an Indian's hat with his brown jersey. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. But, like, <laughs> whatever, dude. So, like, I'm just like, all right, yeah. I just kind of scratched my head, walk away. Uh, and then Breezy's no, like, yeah, no, Breezy's so, like, yo, dude, did you see Homeboy over there? I'm like, yeah, he's kind of like, 
Whatever, like no, it is I'm, what it I'm is. I'm looking at this dude. I'm not kidding you. He's wearing like his sweatshirt, but he's like shivering. And at this point, it's probably like 11:30. Like the sun's coming out. It's actually feeling pretty nice out. And this dude is shivering like That's it's true. the fucking middle of the winter. Like he's outside wearing nothing. And all of a sudden, one of the girls he was with takes off her gloves. <laughs> Let's just call them mittens. <laughs> so meanwhile, mittens over here is freezing. So homegirl decides to to give mittens these fucking gloves and these hand warmers. So we all know how Ski is not the alpha of his flat. This dude is for sure not the alpha of Muni. Fucking Mittens did not belong out there. He was out of his element, man. And then other homegirl, so two homegirls. Other homegirl also brought a dude over to the tailgate. And this dude was just like, he was like, what was that dude's name? Johnny Bravo, that cartoon character? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, slick back hair, like, these, like, cool glasses, like, just not really talking to anyone at the tailgate, but, like, I don't know, thinking he's cool. Don't talk to him the entire time until he starts leaving the tailgate. <laughs> and I kid you not, like, you know, I was talking to, like, both homegirls, and, like, I think he got, like, I thought he was, like, getting intimidated by, like, my presence. Like, I just the got... The alpha off, presence. Just got off of the bed of the truck, stone cold, smashing these cans of brouhaha's. Uh, they weren't eight ounces either. Just throwing that out there. Normal size can. <laughs> um, and so, like, this dude comes up to me, and I thought he was about to start, you know, start shit. And he just puts his arm around me. He's like, hey, man, like, I just want, like, real weird voice. Just, like, kind of real creepy. Like, his whole presentation, his whole aura was just like. I can vouch for this, like, too. Dude, I is saw this dude about down. to molest me? Like, I don't know what was about to happen. He's like, hey, man, like, I'm a football coach, and, like, I don't no. really know you that well, but, like, you just seem like you got a really high motor, like just getting up there on that truck, like owning it. Like, <laughs> dude, like you seem like an, an aggressive dude. dude. Like you look dude. like, and I'm just like, this dude is you just know what like, the, you know what the most fucked up part is? What? He said the exact same thing to me. He told me I had a fucking high motor too. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to the combine next year. <laughs> like, I was say, this dude's out here scouting. Like we're <laughs> trying to drink. He's, he's <laughs> scouting. He told me I had a high motor too. Like, I don't know how to tell him. Like, is that a good thing? Like, thanks. Yeah, he's cool. You know, he's got a high motor. Like, what, what does that mean? Like, and he, I'm just like, yeah, man, thanks. Like, yeah, uh, I, I drink. Game. Yeah, cool. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was super awkward, though. It was weird. Hey, next time, homegirls, if you show up to the tailgate, leave your mans at home. So, who here went to the game then? Uh, me and Junior went per usual because we are big season ticket guys. Ski, did you go? So, real killer, real killer went out to go find us some free tickets. Shout out, Rook current alpha of the apartment he gets he gets <laughs> he gets these tickets he gets so plastered the night before he forgot to charge his phone he gets these free tickets sent to his phone screenshots he comes back to me he goes dude did you get the tickets i sent you i'm like no he goes look at your phone look at your phone nothing he goes my phone died his phone died before he could send the tickets oh to my. me so we couldn't go to the game <laughs> i was so pissed so uh junior you guys have any stories from the game you want to share? Well, first yeah. of all, we didn't show up to the game until four minutes into the second yeah. quarter. It was, no way. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were fucking blitzed. I was drinking vodka Red Bulls. I was fucking hammered. I don't know how I made that walk. I don't remember that walk at all, to tell you the truth. It, it was a tailgate for the century. It was one of our better walks. Breezy, like, I we, did see... The party just never ended, so we just kind of had to keep rolling with it. But then we... Also, in part, you said who went to the game, so you know we're season ticket holders. YD... Oh. Is our third season ticket holder. <laughs> you know how why if you a know, fan favorite, an absolute fan, <laughs> fan favorite. favorite of the show. YD, you know, young Dave was supposed to come with us. Breezy, I'll let you chime in. So I, I text YD. I'm like, Yo, where you at, man? We're about to head over. 
hear nothing back. So we're just still chilling at the tailgate, helping McFirma clean up, you know, getting the last beer or two in our system. And then finally, this dude calls me at like 103. Yo, boy, boyo, where you at? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, we're going to the fucking game. Where are you? I've been waiting for you. He's like, oh, I'm at the Clevelander. I'm like, so wait, you're tailgating at Muni Lot. And 20 minutes before the game, you decide to walk up to Clevelander for a beer when you're supposed to be walking to the fucking stadium. I'm like, this dude has zero common sense. And I don't even think he was that drunk at this point. He was just being classic YD. So did he end up showing up? So he's, just, I'm like, he's like, send me the ticket. And I go to try to send him this ticket. But like, for some reason, I just had zero service. And I'm like, dude, like, I can't even send you this ticket. We'll wait for you. Just walk down here. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to go. <laughs> and I'm just like, so yeah. you're just going to eat your ticket. You're downtown. <laughs> Literally half a mile away, and you're going to eat your ticket. Plus, we wanted to one quick shout McFerma for the tailgate. So we're like, all right, he doesn't have a ticket. This would be a perfect scenario. He's already with us. We'll take him with. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you this before. Can you tell everybody how many home games have we had? We had six, right? Six home <laughs> it's games? Been six? It's been six. No clue. I think it's six. How many quarters has YD actually attended and sat in his seat right, for? So let's, go, let's go from game by game. So week one versus Steelers, pretty sure he left after the third quarter. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he did because that was – no, it was at half because that's when we went up to the club seats, remember? Oh, we just snuck into the, yeah, yeah. the cardiac club. Well, let, yeah. let me get my calculator out so we can get a little uh, counter going on here. So right now we're at two. Two quarters. Week Steve. one. Good start, Dave. The next, uh, the Jets game, he actually didn't make the whole game. Good for him. Um, Ravens, that was the uh, – Oh, Ravens. That was the mystery story, Dave. That's that's. We made what was that one quarter? Was that, that's when his phone it? died, right? We we yeah. literally had to call the mystery gang and Scooby Doo <laughs> to fucking figure out what the hell happened with Dave. So I think that's only one quarter. Okay, to tell so you we're the at, truth. Okay, we're at three quarters. No, we're, we're at seven at, quarters through three games. Wow. <laughs> so he wasn't at the Chargers game because right. he had a prior obligation. And then he didn't go to this one. He, he, so he would have left. He, for, he for sure would have left at half of that game though. Hundred <laughs> percent. But then uh, we had uh, Chiefs, oh, the young the Chiefs, Chiefs last weekend, <laughs> and uh, he ended up leaving at halftime to go pork chops, <laughs> barbecue, Dave's barbecue. And then this past week, he didn't even make it to the game. So uh, Diesel, can you uh, calculate that for us since you're the big math guy? Beep 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 beep. So he has attended approximately. How many possible quarters were there? Uh, we're looking at six home games, so twenty-four. So he has attended 37% of the quarters. <laughs> That's not even half. So. so a little over seven quarters. Simple math, please. <laughs> so seven to 24. We round down no, or it was, up? It was nine. Was nine it nine? divided by 24. Yeah, because it was a second. Oh, uh, yeah, nine. Nine quarters. So half. He won, he made, he's made one full football game. <laughs> he's made two. It's not an extra ticket. He paid for it. He just decides to leave at halftime. All right. Getting to the game. Let's talk business, boys. Brownies win 28 to a young 16 versus Maddie Ice, not of always caught in Cleveland, but Maddie Ice of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. Thoughts, comments, concerns. First concern is I have no concerns because that was a beautiful fucking football game. I know we missed the first touchdown. Still haven't seen it yet. Don't know what happened. <laughs> but the crowd sounded pretty loud yeah, walking down. <laughs> yeah, I got to look back at the tape for that one. We really do. Like, I'm not even going to comment on this game. I'm just going to say I know we won. But I was just, like, hanging out with my friends in the dog pound. Like, this was the <laughs> one game. I'm usually so locked in. I will, t I will comment one thing. 
when we were backed up in our end zone, I saw one of the nicest plays I've ever seen, like being like real close to Baker because he's right in the back. He's pinned up to the dog pound, and he's got the blitz coming at him, dude, and he just steps back in the – Goes in our end zone and he has this perfect anticipation on this out route. I think it was Callaway or it Higgins, was. and it was the most beautiful thing. Like just seeing like the play create. Outside of that, I really don't remember much. Again, was just like hanging out with all my family and friends <laughs> in, the, in the DP. Well, kind of piggyback what you're saying. It's just amazing seeing Freddie actually have the confidence in Baker to be able to have a play action, you know, throw in your own end zone. So I was really excited to see that. And, um, you know, the score actually didn't do justice of how much we actually dominated that game. Like, we beat them in all facets of the game, which was absolutely something we've never seen before. At least I've never seen that personally. What do you What do you guys think are the main difference between this week and, and the last couple weeks? Um, I mean, what's your hot takes away from this game? Well, it definitely is how we started off. There's no doubt about it. I mean, every single game, it seems we scored, like, I think we scored, like, 12 points the entire year in the first quarter, but we came out, you know, with energy, guns blazing. They just seemed like they didn't have it, and they didn't match the tempo that we were playing with. I mean, to tell you the truth, the the difference between this week and the past few weeks for me is I was absolutely obliterated. I was fucking hammered. I did not remember shit from this game. I think he meant the players, not the... No, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking to. I don't remember <laughs> shit either way. Uh, no, I will say for me, the biggest thing is I, I think just like the coaching change up. Like I know you said, well, what happened last week? It was the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of got to give him a pass. It was a short week that they got thrown into it. But like Freddie Kitchens plays like his aggressiveness, getting uh, Chubb the carries, getting Duke the ball. Duke How about Baker? Four for four, Baker. Starting off like 13 Dude, for 13. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, 17 for 20. He's yeah. playing, you know, when Hugh got fired and went on – that one ESPN show, whatever, pardon the interruption or first take or whatever, Stephen A. Smith looking ass. He's like, you know, if I could have had control of the offense, I would have played to Baker's skill set, this and that. And it seems that's what Freddie Kitchen's actually doing. Like, he's making it simple. He's breaking it down for Baker. And look at the kid. He had three tutties, no picks. Can finish the day 17 of 20. Get you one. I think the biggest reason why is they're letting Baker – they're not making him sit back in the pocket. They're giving him quick reads and easy throws. The throws that he can make every single day. It's very easy for him and his skill set. Plus, we were checking down to the running backs a lot. The running backs were heavily involved in this passing game and the running game. It's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I mean, the offense was getting a lot of props, but I decided to go on Falcons Twitter today just to see like what people were saying. And it wasn't really, they weren't talking about the Browns offense. It was more the Browns defense. They basically said for the first time this year, the offense was like shut down. I don't know, like I don't watch a lot of Falcons, but apparently they've just been an offensive juggernaut. And I mean, you lost Kirksey last week. You had Schobert come back, and the defense looked completely different. So, I mean, Joe Schobert, looking at the guy, you would never guess he is such a force out there, but he really is. I mean, that stuff on the goal line was unbelievable. Diesel, you're hanging around. You got something to say. You're hovering over there. I do. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment on the Baker stuff. Uh, I was watching that Brian Baldinger. He does a lot of those film breakdowns on, on Twitter. Uh, made a lot of great points about how they set up Baker to succeed because there were no empty sets there were a lot of double tight there was a lot of you know there was full house How, yeah Kitchens. i love the, i love the three backs in uh, the backfield oh other than goodness. other than throwing that whack-ass pick but you know what he, he got a little cute but, but at the I same time i love that formation because it just it it messes up the linebackers it does it does it, and it messes with your head you don't know that that's when everyone is 
is capable of making an impact because the defenses don't know whether you're going to run the ball, whether you're going to run play action. You, you know, like it just whether you're going to run a reverse pass. That it gets opens picked. everything up, and that's why I like about Freddie. Freddie, he has that ability to stay traditional and know when not to get cute. But then he has this other side of him where he can be innovative and catch them off guard. And I think that's the biggest part about Freddie that I like so far. And if this continues, he should be in the conversation to at least be a candidate for the offensive coordinator position next year. Okay. Anthony Lima did say on the radio this morning approximately 8.15 that if Freddie Kitchens is the offensive coordinator, that he will leave Cleveland Radio. So I know – on behalf of everybody from Cleveland, let's hope he's our offensive coordinator next year. <laughs> I just, I just don't. I, I I'm not going to anoint the guy right now, but you can just see basic concepts that he's putting into here. And, and I think again with Baker throwing him 20 times, 20 times is perfect for a rookie quarterback to get him settled. And, and it's not that 40 plus times or whatever that Hugh and Haley had him going. Well, well you said it, Diesel. Not like we're not doing anything crazy. It's just simple black and white stuff just put him in situations where he can succeed but i want to give it a quick shout out to hollywood higgins too i feel like having him back on the field immensely helps open up this offense and spread it out so baker can you know do his thing so i know we're talking we're talking coaches we're talking a lot of baker how about chubb i loved chubb in this game Uh, out even outside of that 92 yard run which was phenomenal but just the way that he's pounding the ball, the way he does not stop his feet, it makes me even forget like Carlos Hyde was in the picture. Um, I think Chubb is going to be awesome moving forward and really all down back. I mean, do you guys – I mean, Chubb's my pick for, for the best player of the game. Like, who do you guys have? Who's your, your hot seat Browns player from Cobra, this week? are you starting off the shout-out segment right now? You got you, – you're claiming Chubb? I'm claiming Chubba Chubba. Hubba Wubba. I'm shouting out Chubba Hubba Wubba. Chubba Hubba Wubba is what a legendary call! Longest though. run in franchise history. That's dope. And of the NFL this year, really? Yeah. Before we all pick our picks, just getting behind him and Baker as our future, as our quarterback and running back duo. I'm just so juiced for that. It's just I I like it's so crazy to me that John Dorsey, how hard of a, like a home run he smashed with this draft so far. Yeah. You know, it's just like you have three guys that are just so far seems like a plus so you know with baker Absolutely. ward and uh chubb so matty ice who's your shout out going to so i'm gonna shout out the alum uh you know tj carey so i didn't oh, really yeah oh you oh yeah i didn't really know this but you know i just figured that denzel would be sticking on julio the entire game but for whatever reason the falcons decide to make ridley their long their long ball threat, which is what Denzel usually does. So he was mostly on Ridley the entire game. So you had TJ Carey, who's had a bigger body with Julio, and he shut him down. I mean, yes, I know he had the yards, but overall, I would not say that he, like, exposed TJ Carey like I thought he would. That open field tackle he had when it was, like, um, I don't know if it was second – I think it was second down, and Julio had one guy to beat, and he made that tackle to make it, like, third and short, and we ended up holding him. Like, that was a huge play. Like, I cannot believe he made that tackle. And even going back to just that tackle, again, going back to Greg Williams and what he's building here, he said all week, all he emphasized on was tackling, tackling, tackling. In the cafeteria, we tackle. You know, in the film room, we tackle. On the practice field, we tackle. And it really stuck with these players. The one thing I do remember is we did make plays. We were hitting them hard and tackling where... Especially in the red zone. And especially on the goal line. Yeah. Our goal line, D, was phenomenal. I think best I've seen all season. Breezy, what do you have to say? 
So since we're talking defense, I want to give my quick shout out to wait for it. Jamie Collins. Wow. Never in a million years would I think that I'd be shouting this guy out towards the end of the season on a shitty losing team. But he showed up this past week. He was all over the field. He was making plays like a young Jamie Collins in New England was. I was actually very happy to see him actually show some effort on the field. He wasn't taking plays off. No loafs this week, boys. I'm kind of thinking that Greg might have called them out. Oh, he got he his had ass to yeah. chewed out in film after last week. Because Greg tried denying that he didn't take plays off, but you know Greg saw the same stuff that we did, and he probably just absolutely tore into yes. him. He so, lit a fire up under that ass. So my question to you is, did he put his testicles in the C-gap? Oh, without a doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Diesel? Diesel? All right, so you've all gone defensive except for old Ski over there. Let's see. None of this happens. Without QB2, a.k.a. Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert returns to the I, field. I thought you were going to say Tyrod Taylor. I was like, yeah, oh, I was nice. Like, what? <laughs> no, QB2, Joe Schobert, the quarterback of that defense, the guy who makes sure that all the P's and Q's crossing the T's and their J's, whatever. J's don't cross, whatever, doesn't make sense. But still, um, he was huge. He was huge not only uh, in pass coverage. He only had four tackles. He had three assists, uh, three assists as well, but... Uh, the, the way that he commanded that defense, uh, obviously, the Falcons are a high-powered offense uh, that can score points in the snap of a finger, and, and he did an excellent job of just making sure everyone was in the right spots, and uh, you know, just a, a phenomenal job by Joe Show, and he makes all the difference. Uh, I, I don't have stats to back this up. But I swear every time that that guy is in the game, there's no way we've given up more than 20 points in any game this year or somewhere around that mark. I'm going to have to fact check you on that one. But that's pretty cool. Except for the Raiders. I'll take your word. I'll take your word. My shout out is going to go to Greg, the third leg Robinson. Yes. Dude. I mean, all year, like, the rookie's been playing decent, but he hasn't been consistent, and that's such an important position for Greg the third leg to just, I don't know, really insert himself in that position. What are we watching right now? (laughs) No, Junior, give us a – what's going on right here? Can you explain what's going on? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We're watching uh, Monday Night Football. And the they changed the color of the screen to black and white. Think, oh, it's for veterans. Yeah, so I don't know if that has something to do with the song they're playing. No, no it's I'm still. Just, I'm just providing context. It's and still you weird. Have, you have the veterans on dude, stage. Was two it looks like they're ago, getting dude. hit, hype, rapping. The, the white girl's definitely singing. The black girl's probably rapping. Nope, she's singing too. Okay, we're gonna have to re- rewind this later and hear what was going on. Anywho, um, as I get off topic here. Anyhow, so yeah, Greg the third leg. Dude's inserting himself onto this line. You know, people were saying he was a bust. I think he was the number two pick in the draft a few years back. And it's like, I think he's reviving his career in Cleveland. And I love it, man. I thought he played awesome from what I remember. Yeah, and I think the last shout-out I'm going to have is just how about the Browns fans to us? The crowd was absolutely electric the entire game. (laughs) Shout-out to us, though. (laughs) Yeah, shout-out to us. What kind of stories did you guys see? Like, what did you see in the pound? Pound, pound was getting rowdy. Yeah. First, <laughs> the pound was getting real rowdy. So, yeah, I mean, you just shouted out the fans. You shouted out the us. Crazy thing is, usually we come on here and we talk about the yahoos and the dog pound. Like, oh, yeah, funny story. We saw this one dude who, you know, had his fist coming out of someone's ass or something like that. <laughs> But this week, we were actually the Yahoos. Unfortunately, we were those guys. Unfortunately, we were those guys. You were the fist. We were the fist. (laughs) 
And uh, so as much as I want to give context to what others were doing, I mean, I'm sure we could maybe bring on uh, Gary, the uh, possum guy. Maybe he'll tell a story about me this time. So every time we scored, I would just, so I would go down. Everybody's standing up in the aisle. I just walked down the bench, dapping people up, hugging people. And then there's this guy, like, middle of the aisle. We sit towards the end. And I would slowly walk up to him. He'd on top of the seat, let me yeah. remind you, behind yeah. people. And I would just go to him, give him a hug, and then he'd just put his <laughs> hands down and then like bow his head in front of me. Roughly sixty five years old, like you know. It's being like, generous. Wearing, wearing too. a leather head, brown's helmet, and I just kiss kiss his helmet after every score. <laughs> and every like everyone would just like used to it by the oh, like, Oh yeah, okay, like that's like the thing now, so the lucky kiss, dude. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of explain my story. So this is only my second game of the year so far. First one was with a girl, so obviously I was tame, you know, not trying to be too rowdy. But this time, there was four of us that arrived, right? One of us gone within the first quarter. We still don't even know if he's okay. Uh, I'm not really that, you know, I don't really know him that well. But Is his name Dave? Uh, no, it's uh, the, the other guy. Was he the shorter, bigger dude? The, the, tan, the, the Tanner kid. So let's call him Tanner. No, let's call him the other Tanner. Tanner's kind of so Tanner, right? Tanner... We're looking at him in line, and his eyes are starting to roll back. And I looked at them. I'm like, dude, is he okay? They're like, yeah, man. He took six shots before we even got tailgating. I'm like, oh, this is not good. So his eyes are rolling back in his head. So we all start off, you know, I get two beers, you get two beers. So he finishes his beer, and he goes, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get beers. So we're sitting here beerless, and it's been about – I don't know, 25 minutes or so. And we just look this, at his this location. Is Dave 2.0. Yeah, we look at his location, and it's just unexistent. Like, there's no location. So his phone's obviously off. So we're just like, all right, he had a left. So now we're down to three. So three of us are watching the game. Um, Lippy over here. Everybody knows Lippy. Shout out to Lippy. First of all, I'm going to give you a little background about Lippy. So. He knows you guys, you know, decently well or it's whatever. Crazy. He's crazy. He, he probably knows about 10% of the people there. The, I guess the speaker dies. Lippy decides to take the speaker. Oh, going back to the tailgate. Yeah, I, I have to give a little background of Lippy. Kind of describe how he is. He only knows about 10% of the people. He's running around with the speaker that he doesn't even know whose speaker it is. And everybody's just like, who is this kid? But they're all laughing because he's just, he's insane. But... We go to the game or whatever, and he's screaming. We have this 12-year-old behind us, literally right behind us with his dad. Lippy's dropping real bad words. So there's a penalty um, in the game, which is such like not a big call at all. Like it didn't matter at all. All of a sudden, I see Lippy take off his, his necklace and throw it. It wasn't like a toss, like a oh there it is. It was a full on crow hop. Full send. It was this a full thing send. clears the stands and lands about two feet away from the Falcons players because we're fourteenth row behind him. And I look at him, I'm like, all right, well we're getting ejected. Like that was a cool <laughs> quarter and a half being there. So I'm just sitting there for about five minutes, like waiting for security to come. They just never come. So we make him sit down, and he's not allowed to drink a beer till after halftime. So he's in timeout. So he's in timeout. He's in timeout. So like, essentially, what's going to come first, security or our friend with the three beers? I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. So what ends up happening is the kid, the guy in front of us, he's probably about twenty three years old. He fell asleep in the first quarter. Like he's sitting there. He was with his friend and his dad. So the guy's sleeping in front of us. Lippy jumps up when the ninety two yard touchdown happens. Hits the kid in the head. The kid stands up. He just starts clapping. Like the, he had no clue what was going on, but the kid starts clapping like he's been watching the entire game. Thanks to Lippy. All right. So 
Lippy, we're pretty sure it's about to be two out of the four because we're thinking he's going to get kicked out. But, you know, good for him. He makes it through the rest of the game. You know, sure we all did. made it to dive bar after. But at the very end, this 12-year-old kid is probably completely scarred with his dad. Lippy turns around when we win the game and just picks this kid up like Simba. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing, Lippy? You can't just pick up 12-year-olds like this. That's awesome. And so he puts it down, puts him down, realizes what he's doing. He's just like, I'm so sorry. And the dad gives Lippy a high five. He's like, he's going to love this game. He's going to remember this game. So it was a very yeah. successful he's game. Cool so that's, that's some yeah. real-life real Cleveland shit. That's something my dad would love growing up when shit like that happened. That's awesome. We also had uh, roughly 11, 12-year-old uh, two kids actually sitting behind us. You could I tell, kind of felt bad. They're right behind could, me. They yeah, can't see shit. Dude. I mean, you could tell they probably don't go to too many games. Obviously, we're season ticket holders. We've never seen them, but like they had like the the food carriers of like all this food. So you know they're like doing it up. They're doing it out. And like the one kid had zero Browns gear. Like he wasn't even wearing brown or orange. He's wearing blue. I'm like, yo, dude, are you a Browns fan? He's like, yeah. I'm like, where's your small talk with the yeah? I'm like, teams? I'm like, yo, dude, you. where's your gear? He's like, I don't have any. I'm like, dude, my my heart just like it melted, dude. Like just like this little kid, he's like, I don't have any. Like it's just like his little voice, dude. I'm just like, fuck, dude. Had to take the scarf off and give it to the kid for the game, dude. He loved it. To be fair, he did love it. I witnessed it. It was a beautiful thing. Ski, where did you watch the game? Tell us. Uh, so me and me and Big Bro, uh, we did it at big at a dive bar lounge per usual. Shout out to uh, DBL. I uh, I snuck in, <laughs> I snuck in about seven bush lights. <laughs> And I was that guy in the bathroom. Full bushel. <laughs> I was that guy in the bathroom pouring them up for my brother and and G. And uh, really, the one thing I hate about watching games at like dive bar or any other bar is like you don't get to pay attention too much, especially when you're fucking schlobber knocker. Too big of a party. There's just too big of a party. There's there's too much going on. People are buying shots and all that. Um, so I was really kind of pissed that that real killer dropped the ball on these tickets when his phone died. The, the um, young alpha. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so I watched the dive bar lounge until about the fourth quarter, and then we find out that we got VIP bottle service at Barley. And then, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know this. You literally are just dropping this out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Breaking so, news. House. Breaking news. Uh, we had some connections. Um, face, young face. Oh, young face. Young face. She had bottle service at Barley. So, of course, like the whole fourth quarter, we go over there at the end of the third or the beginning of the fourth, and uh, VIP up on the DJ booth. Mo Bamba's going. So, of course, I'm not paying attention at all at that point. Drinks are flying. Danimal, he he doesn't dance, but he was dancing. He was trying to dance. Um, So, I, I mean, I paid attention for like the first half of the game, but then just so much is going on. And then uh, you guys said you were coming to dive bar after the game, and uh, Big Bro was a little too sloshed, so I had to take him home early. We were we were back by like six. I was kind of pissed we didn't get to meet up with you guys and celebrate the win, uh, but it was it was all for the good because I, I had to go home and rehydrate. Work was still hell this morning. Uh, probably didn't get anything done till like one, but uh, yeah, I watched it at the dive bar lounge. DBL slash Barley Hoos. Yeah, and Barley Hoos. I'm telling you, that place goes, I love Barley House if you don't have tickets uh, for, for the tailgate. But, like, trying to watch a game in there when the music and the lasers are going, you're not paying attention at all. Especially you. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, zero paying attention when I was there. So, All right, boys. Week 10's over. Bye next week. Week off. And then we have the Cincinnati Bengals, which... 
the boys of Always Cloudy in Cleveland will be in attendance in Cincinnati for the weekend. <laughs> one thing we like to do, uh, we've made a tradition, we like to go to one away game a year. Last year, went to Detroit, wild-ass weekend. Shout out to Greek Town. Shout out to Greek Town is probably the only thing Detroit has because that city is a piece of shit. But <laughs> other than that, last year was absolutely bananas. I'm looking forward to getting down to Cincy, seeing some old friends, tailgating, putting on the brownies. Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State, Michigan. Junior's 27th birthday celebration. See you there, or be square. It's gonna it's gonna get rowdy. Um, what are you guys looking forward to the most about this trip? So the thing I'm looking forward to the most is, as you This noted, is coming from the dude that probably had the most wild weekend yeah. in Detroit last he, year. I, no lie, I could tell you this with all confidence. He didn't make it to the he game. He almost died. Like, his heart should have stopped plenty of times. Yeah, this is true. Uh, keeping the details very minimal, Detroit got very weird last year. As Ski mentioned, there's not too much to do in Detroit. But we came out and we made the best of the opportunity. Like we got after it in full effect and represented the two one six in Detroit very well. Looking forward to doing the same thing in Cincy this year. A little bit more excited just because uh, obviously, as you guys know, on the podcast, a lot of us went to OU, so we do have some OU buddies who are based out of the Cincy headquarters. Uh, so it'll be nice uh, meeting back up with them. So I'm just looking forward to seeing some old. Old faces and uh, getting after it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that part too. Haven't seen the boys in a long time, but I think what's going to be different than what was in Detroit last year. Like we had no clue what the hell we were doing and where to go, uh, so we we're just acting, you know, asking for recommendations. I think we started at like B Dubs, but now it's going to be even crazier because we have the boys. They know where to go. We're going to be there at Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. It, it's going to get wild. We already got a hotel in downtown Cincy. Still got to work on uh, tickets for the game. I don't want to play the whole. Last year, we scalped and paid like $90 <laughs> a ticket like 15 minutes before the game. I'm not trying to play that game this year. Your anxiety can't take that. No. no. I, I already <laughs> put in a word with the old man. We'll see if we can get some ticks. So stay tuned. Well, I can tell you guys, I went to the Cincy game at Cincy two years ago, and they're so cheap. I mean, it's basically Kentucky. How's the crowd? Is it, is it going oh, to be terrible? Is it going to be hostile? No. Are we going to be going to a hostile environment? No, it's not going to be hostile at all. I mean, Literally, there right now. If you look at the attendance, since he's one of the last, um, you know, one of the last place in the entire league. So honestly, I've been scoping like games out like the whole year, like where the Browns play to see what tickets go for the cheapest. And since he's consistently been selling their tickets for the cheapest, so yeah, should be straight. We'll we'll be good, boys. And since, um, since he was actually our fallback, we were originally supposed to go to Tampa Bay. True, that didn't work out. We were supposed to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> That didn't work out. We finally got the hotel booked in Cincy. It's going to be one Shout out to Sauce. wild ass weekend. All right, folks. Well, we hope you enjoyed our tailgate escapades stories. Uh, you know, it's not too, too cloudy. We're not going to get into any grinding of the gears this week. Um, felt like we shared a lot with you. Hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget to retweet, subscribe, all the above. Rusco Sports. Brought to you in part by... Rusco Sports. We tweet the realest sports action in the 216. Uh... <laughs>
It's third down. It's like, it's like the most lame fucking thing we do. He would keep saying it, and then I'd just keep like, <laughs> <laughs> like power jolt. 